0: Just go to Indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: It's the True Faith Newcastle United podcast. West Ham United have been hammered by five goals to one by Newcastle United on a ridiculous night for this football club at the London Stadium. I'm Alex Hurst. I've got Ben Wade and Simon Campbell with me to relive it with you. What a win. What a night. Four wins in a row for Newcastle United. We are three points clear of Spurs with a game in hand. Ten points clear of of Liverpool as we recorded our sixth away win of the season. We're on Patreon. It's 3 to £8 a month. Come and join us to relive this as we'll build up to Brentford and then Villa next week. Castle United are on fire at the minute. God, it was good. Si, how did it make you feel?
2: Uh, uh, amused. <laughs> it was It was a funny old night, wasn't it? That's uh, not even uh, close to the best we can play. At times, we were all kind of cracking up at, at some of the sloppiness and then just getting a goal out of nothing. Uh, you know, West Ham started quite brightly. They looked dangerous. And you, you thought immediately... Shit, they're going to give us a game here. And then within five minutes, they've just give us, gifted us a goal. It was a really very good goal, obviously. I'm not saying it was a, a, free, a freebie, but um, defended poorly. And obviously Maxi, just uh, brilliant, uh, putting the ball into Wilson. And you think, um, brilliant, great. And then West Ham start again. They start doing all right. And then we just get another... Sort of free pass of a goal and in Joelin. Brilliantly timed run, straight in, class. Um and then from there on, like it just just it's it's enjoyable, isn't it? Watching Newcastle away from home in London against a potentially tricky opposition, just constantly, constantly ahead and and comfortable. And and they did give us a bit of a game again for a period, but we've always got another goal in us, this team, and we've been we've been saying for 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 weeks, um, before this recent turnaround that, uh, you know. One of these days, these chances are going to go in, and today that happened. You know, one of these days we're going to give someone a drubbing. It's happened. Then we haven't even been at our best, so it's. Yeah, I'm absolutely delighted because we can play better, and we've just smashed them five one away, and it's 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 a great feeling. Ben, one of the great away wins for you, mate.
3: 100. percent I mean, it's a been a, it was a built up as a tricky tie. Obviously, West Ham desperate for points, desperate for performance. Obviously, in very good form at home. Um, obviously, we we've been in great form ourselves, but. We, we saw this was a team, they've got a bit of fighting them, obviously we drew 1-1 at home and, in a game where Newcastle dominated the first half and then kind of fell away and and um, probably let that one slip. And I mean, just, just looking at kind of the previous results, I mean, we've, we've the last two results were draws and then we, we had a 4-2 defeat was um, kind of the, the last time either side was separated. So to come to their place, the, the kind of pressure on um, both sides as well, because we're under pressure to kind of keep things going, to put in... That um that performance to, to score five goals away from home is incredible. And and I'll say, size says we could have had more. <laughs> like we've missed left probably a couple more goals out there. So um yeah, incredible kind of just to to finally see that we have we found we're scoring boots again. Um brilliant that Wilson obviously got two, Joe Linton coming coming back into the fray, getting two, and, and then Isak obviously just is is in on on great form as well at the minute. So um delighted for the obviously the lads and and I thought um the kind of the big name, the big players stood up for tonight and kind of with the difference between the two sides and and you need that in, in these kind of pressure games. So, yeah, massive, massive one. Obviously, it's a great start to kind of a busy week where we've got three away games um, and, uh, yeah, couldn't have got off to a better start.
1: I think that one of the key things for everyone to remember tonight, having watched the game and consumed it, and we are recording just after watching it, is that was a massive game for West Ham. It's a huge game for West mm. Ham tonight. And we've gone there, we've put five past them. It could have been more, I mean, you know, we'll talk a little bit later in the show about the goals and what happened And West Ham. You know, if, if if West Ham had money on anyone, you would guess it was West Ham tonight. So bad was the defending and so, so ridiculous were some of the goals <laughs> that gifted us. But that was a massive game. And this is one of the things about being a good team. Newcastle played well tonight, dominated, deserved to win, devastating on the counter-attack, defended well. There were some big defensive performances there. There was a couple of things which... Probably as much to do with the conditions as anything else. Newcastle maybe could have done a little bit better. But what I love about it, you've both touched on it there. This wasn't Newcastle going away from home and playing out of their skin. This was just us performing at the level that we are consistently capable of. And we've put five goals past West Ham. And West Ham, by the way, before tonight had only conceded 14 goals in 14 home games. This is not a defensively shambolic side at home by any means, the home record was pretty good, and we have put them to the sword in an emphatic fashion. None of our top four rivals, tell me if I'm wrong lads, none of our top four rivals are capable of doing what we did tonight. Man United aren't going anywhere scoring five goals, Spurs aren't going anywhere and doing anything at the minute, never mind scoring five goals, we look a cut above them, and it feels really, really good.
2: Yeah, it's it's a funny one, isn't it, because as I said before, I thought we were a bit sloppy, but we were still very, very clinical, still very dangerous going forward, and that, that's where the chances came. We could have had three or four more goals easily, um, and the, the difference today for me was, was Bruno. I know we'll probably talk about individuals a bit more detail uh, later on, but we, we, we broke it with such pace, and yes, sometimes we've given the ball away a bit sloppily, sometimes the pass was straight to West Ham play, but when those balls came off, we were in, you know, Murphy was in, um, yes, his, his final ball is always, there's question marks over, but there was some wonderful through balls. I mean, the Joe Litton goal in itself was an example of it, but we were finding Maxi, we were finding Wilson, we were finding um, Murphy at various times. So it was almost like we were playing a slightly high, higher risk, higher return kind of football there, you know, trying to just get, get the goals and backing ourselves to defend it out because yeah, I mean Dan Burns probably the, the only player that has had a bit of a tough time. Bowen's given him a a, a bit of an, a bit of a handful of a night, but the rest of the defense looked really solid. Trippier was excellent, Botman and Share were excellent, and and Pope was perfectly solid. So, um, bar the goal, maybe a little bit at fault, but yeah, look, I just think that that is a team playing with a huge amount of confidence again, and it, it's a big difference from where we were about a month ago. And with confidence comes goals, with confidence comes performances like that, and with confidence comes winning games despite the kind of errors you're making and, and making up for your errors, not letting the errors bother you and, and disrupt your game. You know, right, I haven't made that pass, I'll make the next one. You know, none of those lads' head dropped at any point. If anything, it fueled them. We got better as the game went on. The Serbs came on, we got better again. It's just another game where we've grown over the 90 minutes, and by the end you're thinking, my
3: God, what a team. It does, It shows you, doesn't it, like the character, the mentality of this team. Like, obviously the massive disappointment of the, the cup final, the run we've been on since that has been incredible. Um, and it, it's not just like beating teams, we are dominating teams. I mean, another dominating performance tonight with, I think we've had nearly 6% of possession, like 15 shots away from home. As you said, In and the con- you've got to put this game in context as well. This is a, like a do or die game for West Ham. They we haven't got many home games left. They had the win tonight and we've gone there and absolutely pulled our pants down. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's just really, really satisfying. And as, as you say, Sai like, the way we're playing these games, I mean, yeah, it was difficult conditions. Like so there was maybe a couple of mistakes here and there, but in general, I thought like everyone put in a really solid performance defensively. We were brilliant. Like we didn't really give them any any kind of proper opportunities. I mean, we, we said it; they were only scoring from set pieces tonight, mm-hmm. which is surprising. I mean, I think we said it at the time. Like that is generally one of our strengths, but they just didn't have anything. We we kind of marshaled the the the, um, the back line really really well. Don't really remember Pope having much to do in this game again, um, and as as you say, kind of rightly, that the midfield was just so dominant they couldn't really get near us. Um, they it was kind of weird watching West Ham the way they were trying to kind of play. They didn't really press us at the beginning, and then they had like Paquette trying to mark Bruno at the game, but he just couldn't get near him really. And then uh, when when you've got kind of the the front three, and and then obviously the subs as you mentioned as well, si, kind of coming on we've just got so many options now there's not really a way to kind of slow us down and stop us so um really really satisfying performance from a lot of people and um feels like there's still more to come as well that's the great thing is that I feel like that was a Newcastle win in kind of second gear and we've scored five goals it's just a class class like time to to be a fan in it
2: I don't really understand what West Ham's plan was there like that that would have worked about six weeks ago when we were low on confidence and struggling to score and and, and kind of almost struggling to create chances. Yeah, sit back, let us let us give the word ball, let us make mistakes. But this is a Newcastle team we have just won three on the bounce, just smash Man at home, full of confidence and just believing in ourselves. And they were like, just letting us kind of come through them, letting us find those passes. They weren't pressing us, they weren't making it difficult for us. They were play. Th- this is what they did at St James's Park, and it did work. You know, letting us kind of play ourselves into trouble and letting us just slow the game down. Getting everyone in and just kind of waiting, but when you got players like Bruno Gamaris and um and and Wilson when he's in, in that kind of form, um does not really work, lads. And and Max Mann was was absolutely class, and you you can't just sit there and and let him have space to to do what he wants. The will get punished, and and Joe Linton as well obviously deserves a lot of credit for his his movement and absolutely deserved his place back in the team. It's just been a night full of positives, despite the fact that I started the show by saying I thought it was a bit of a funny sloppy game from us. So. I mean, what else can you say? Um, what, what happens when we get everything right and play really well? We're gonna we're gonna smash someone like ten 0
1: <laughs> There's a couple of things I want to finish part one on just just to kind of celebrate. Number one, three thousand two hundred Newcastle fans there tonight. Wednesday night, you know, it is school holidays. That helps a little bit because there was a few more kids there tonight. But this game was rearranged. Everyone's had to wait. What since September? Um, to play the fixture and just the away support and and the numbers that were travelled in. I'm so pleased that those fans have been rewarded. And, you know, every club has their own story. But Jesus fucking Christ, we've seen some dog shit performances away from home in the Premier League over the years. And these wins still feel so fresh and so unique. It just looked like an absolute party in the away. And Charlotte was in the away and for True Faith. She's done the Matchday podcast for patrons. You can get that. Um, Tomorrow morning or tonight, probably you'll hear the sounds of the game on that one. Come and join us. It's £8 a month. For that, we'll leave part one there, though. We'll come back after these adverts.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data,
1: Let's start part two of the show. we we'll have to talk about Eddie Howe. Oh my God, that team selection. Bringing in Joe Linton for Willock. Bringing in probably a, a much bigger surprise of Callum Wilson for Alexander Isak. I just don't think any, any, any anything anyone has ever done in history at any level has worked as well as what Eddie Howe did tonight. Who wants to talk about that change, those changes?
3: I'll, I'll come in. I, I mean, it was inspired one. I, I mean, I raised eyebrows when I saw um Wilson in for Isak just because of how dominant Isak's been, how important he's been to the last few performances in terms of his pressing. Um, obviously Wilson did really well to come off the bench against Manu and get his goal, but um just Isak has been on fire and you're just thinking, wow, like this is a big, big statement to to reinstate Wilson because of his last few starts, he he hadn't really had the kind of desired impact. He maybe looks like he was he's kind of missing a Half a yard or whatever, um, massive, massive call. But I mean, they they kind of alluded to it briefly with the the, the comments after the game. He's got a great record against West Ham, and, and he's kept that going tonight. And he, he he was brilliant. Like his his touch, as he, as we said, the conditions weren't great. I mean, some of the the, the touches and kind of bringing down were were, were class. Mm. Like he looked, he looked like a player, full back, full of confidence, and kind of the best Callum Wilson that we know. And if we've got him in that mindset and in that kind of physical state, then it's we're, we're going to be a, a tough uh, tough game for anyone. Um, adding in the fact that we've got Isak pushing him as well, it's, it's only going to be, um, it's, it can only be good that we've got the kind of the two main strikers in great form pushing each other and, and hopefully um, kind of it, it put a bit more pressure on them both to, to carry on this form because obviously if, if Howe's willing to, kind of um <laughs> drop his sack after the problems that he's been doing then it's kind of neither of them are safe so they're gonna have to be on the metal to make sure they're playing. And then just the Joe Linton what I mean Willick has again has probably been one of the most formed players, obviously playing really, really well. Joe Linton um obviously coming back in he's 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 not probably been playing he's he's kind of top form. Um, but tonight, I mean, fucking hell, the, the goals he scored! I mean, the first one, unbelievable run. Just and we we all just assumed oh, he's got to be way offside. What a run! I mean, the way he bends his run is the anticipation to to kind of get onto the the ball from Shaw, um, brilliant ball as well, by the way. But um, just a really really cool finish to to go around Fabianski was brilliant, and then to still have the legs to kind of get that that fifth goal at the end was was um, really really impressive. And you've just got to give give all the credit to how, haven't you? Yeah, um, even more so
2: for 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 the um, the brave shout before the game on Sky and just saying it was a straight swap, you know, not not protecting Isaac, not calling it a not calling it a, 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 an injury or anything, just saying, nah, I'm putting Wilson in for this one. And yeah, as you say, the the record he's got against West Ham was one thing, but he's also mentioned this week that that Wilson looks really fit and he's ready to kind of come back in the team and and make an impact. And the fact that he's now got the choice to do that and protect Isaac because it is a, a protecting Isaac. Like, we've got another game in three days, we've got another away game a week after, and um, we've got. We need to keep all these lads fit to to keep this push alive. Um, <clears throat> I think it's brilliant that we can do that. I think you, you mentioned he, he's he's made a big call in dropping him. I just don't think he is dropping him. I think he now knows he's got two strikers that he can rely on and choose you know horses for courses and and play the right players. He's done the same thing with Joe Linton. Um, maybe he was protecting Willick. Maybe he wasn't. We don't know. Away to West Ham, who we are a very physical team. Joe Linton was probably the right call, um, and he he absolutely matched their their midfield in that respect. So. I think this is what we've been kind of waiting for all season is having the full squad fit, with the exception of Miggy, bless him, our top scorer. Mm-hmm. But, you know, having the full squad fit and being able to make those changes and tweaks and not call it like a, a player being dropped or not calling it anything other than just rotating that team and making the best use of the squad we've got. And it's it, it couldn't have come at a better time. We're hitting form. We've got all these games, very winnable games now. That's another away game out of the way. Come Brentford at the weekend, you just think, what? What can? What are we not capable of? It's. It's. it's I'm. I'm so excited for <laughs> the next game.
1: I absolutely love the fact that he picked a team to win the game, not, not a team to get four points in in four days, which is nice and great, and not a team to get five points from three away games, not a team to um, extend by a point the lead on Spurs. Now he picked a team to win the game. Uh, ben, you're spot on about the benefits that Joe Linton brought to that midfield, and yeah, I mean Willock, uh, not Willock, Wilson. Probably raised a few eyebrows because Isak has been that good, but but you know in the first fifteen minutes of that fixture, both of Howe's unenforced changes have scored, and it's almost mm. poetic. Just talk about the goals a little bit. Um, first goal West Ham. What you're playing at? Given Callum, I mean, there's like there's loads of West Ham players in the box, but none of them, funnily enough, have seen Callum Wilson, number nine, who's got this unbelievable record against West Ham. It's a great cross from um, Alison Maximin who. Deserves a lot of credit. He's contributing where it matters. He was very unlucky not to score tonight. It's a great cross, great goal, one nil. Thanks very much. The second, the thing about Joe Linton is he's very rarely offside. Now he used to be offside a lot. Like old Joe Linton used to be offside offside a lot when he was playing centre forward, and it was just everything was terrible for everyone. But he's not really offside. So so when the we watch it on TV, when the when the ball goes in, Joe Linton doesn't really celebrate. So yet you think, oh, is it offside? I just I was thinking. Is he offside? Joe Linton's rarely offside. Like you said, Ben, if there's ever a player to bend a run or to, to make sure he's level, it's Joe Linton. But because he's coming from midfield as well, he tends mm. to be coming from a deeper position. Deeper, yeah. And uh, thank God for VAR. And Newcastle are 2-0 up within... Haven't, it's not even like they didn't play well because to score two goals like that in an away fixture in the first 50 minutes is the definition of playing well. But West Ham couldn't... This is the thing when you say, our oh, West Ham played badly, they defended badly, they couldn't cope. There's so much to worry about. Mm. You know, when when the six West Ham players in the box, not Martin Callum Wilson, it's because Anson Maximus got the ball and they're absolutely fucking terrified. They're all drawn towards the ball, and Wilson's by himself. So, just yeah, those those changes from how unbelievable, really.
2: And yeah, it did feel like some of those girls came against the run of play. I mean, that, that the second one in particular, Joe Linton, You're right; he's running across. He, he's got the perfect view of Emerson, who's just lazily <laughs> w- wandering out. He's he's a couple of yards behind his teammates, and that's what ultimately plays him on side. But it's so easy for Jolinton to to time that run. But Share's vision, we need to talk about Share's pass a bit more because um, I'm, I'm sure Red tried to discredit it a bit at half time. He's saying, oh, it's she not that good. It's rubbish. like, we are, I man. It's an absolutely perfectly weighted, perfect ball right down their throat. And he he's spotted the run more importantly. He's not just hitting that to nowhere. He knows Joe Linton's making that run and that's where to put the ball. It's it's a
3: brilliant piece of football, Ben. Uh, just on that as well, I mean, you look at the, the Isak goal later, That that's an overhit ball that they keep it cut the keeper cuts out. The fact that Shaw's able to put the ball into space where Joe Linton clearly runs onto it, he's way, mm. way open and he's got time then to, to round Fabianski, yeah, it was a, an incredible ball and I mean that's that's Fabian Schauffe isn't it, I mean not everything necessarily came off him tonight but that, that was a bit of class, a bit of quality that we had that they just didn't have and that's kind of where I was, I was talking about their defence, I just thought um, all, all guys are unbelievable on the ball, like playing with so much confidence and, and you've got a player in Shaw who's in the richest vein of format. I can never imagine, like I can never remember. He, he's just class at the minute. Yeah. Um Shout out to to
2: Jacob Murphy getting involved and actually getting an assist this time. Um <laughs> Class little perfectly timed goal again. It couldn't have come in a better time. You know, they got the, the... 20 seconds. In they itself, got the, second the, half, the, the shite corner um, goal just before half time. We're going a bit nervous. Actually, uh, before that, I've just remembered, I really enjoyed about 35 minutes in, because we had been a bit sloppy after getting 2-0 up, uh, and the, the, the play stopped for an injury, I can't remember who was down, but uh, the camera pans to uh, Eddie Howe, who's giving everyone a bollocking, saying, this isn't good enough, lads, we're 2-0 up, but you need to sort it out, and we seemed to really kind of get our shit together after that, because we were we were almost getting a bit too, I don't want to call it arrogant or, or complacent, but it's like we just thought it was too easy, and we were getting a bit... A bit silly and, and playing some silly passes. But yeah. Um we absolutely needed that just after half time. Gift of a goal. But fair play to, to Murphy. He makes it happen. He goes he he tracks down his man, he presses high and he chooses the right pass at the perfect time. Um giving, giving Wilson a, a tap in, which is which is always nice. So yeah, I mean, uh the the goals were were, were interesting but, but well deserved at each point in the game and we just this is what we're gonna do to teams going forward. I think I think we'll will take every chance to to just kill it off and that's what we did today.
1: The thing about Murphy is he frustrates, okay? I wouldn't say divides opinion. Um, is His record... He divides Necastle. your opinion. His <laughs> <laughs> record for Newcastle this season is out of this world. Uh, he's won every single game he played apart from the nil draw at Old Trafford. But he doesn't have the immediate quality of even a Miguel Almiron, who he's currently in the team ahead of. You know, he was in the team ahead of Almiron before Almiron got injured. So he was in on merit, not just on injury. But that goal there, and again, Almiron has scored goals this season that have been similar, but Newcastle at, um, at 2-1, the easy thing to do is drop. Drop off, let's get through the first 10 of the first half, make sure we're still 2-1 up. Second half. Second half, sorry. But Murphy and the rest of the lads, no, no, there's no change. We've come out to score a goal. We've come out to extend the lead. Murphy's in there he doesn't follow him the easy thing to do is follow him the easy thing to do is to raise hands and he plays in Wilson to repay Wilson for the Brentford goal it's almost uh, when we beat Brentford 5-1 at home it's an identical goal where you know um, Wilson does the same thing and plays in Murphy so that's a nice return Wilson gets a second goal but just credit to Jacob Murphy for that he has to be in that position he has to be switched on he has to do everything right it's another absolute horror show for West Ham. I mean, I really, really appreciate and respect the Sky cameraman cutting to Moyes after every single disaster <laughs> goal. <laughs> Just, like, the, the the face he puts on, it's it's <laughs> art. It's absolute art. Um, but in, yeah, in the lane. <laughs> the lane. <laughs> 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 um, but, yeah, you know, I, th- I, thought, I thought that goal was an embodiment of what Newcastle are. Uh, no steps back. We're gonna come out. We're gonna score a goal. We're gonna take risks. We're gonna we're gonna push them hard. We're gonna make it hard for the opposition to play. And um, Murphy deserves loads of credit for that. And his performance as a whole was good.
3: I was gonna set just on Murphy. I think he's he's an interesting player. Like when you're watching him, because I, I think I made the point when we were talking during the game. He doesn't hug. Like he doesn't play wide. He doesn't hug like the touchline. He plays in that channel between the fullback and the defender. So he's almost literally kind of occupying both players because they've both got a communicate and know where he is and there was a chance i think in the first half where the ball got played through to him and he he kind of misses the ball but it causes it, it's keeping the fullback out of the play i think Aguard has to kind of dive in and 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 makes a touch that actually runs through to wilson and wilson should score there i mean that, yeah. that should be another goal but that goal only comes about because of murphy's positioning and it's it's an it's as i say it's not a kind of a <laughs> you don't see many wingers like playing like that, but it's a, it, it does give him space and kind of causes problems for other for teams, and I think that's been um, one of the big things, is that he gets into some really, really good positions. Yes, I think what you kind of alluded to at the start, Doddy, was you, you probably want a bit more output from him in terms of assists and, and goals because of the positions he gets into, but yeah, you've got to give him credit. He's, he's, he's causing teams problems, he's got good pace, he works hard for the team, and I think there's a few things for him to work on, but at this current time, he's in really really good form, and it's, it's just class that we've got. The options, as we've we've already said, and, and we'll go on to talk about their kind of the bench. But um, we we've got some really really good, like got into some great positions tonight with both uh, both Murphy and Maximan running at the opposition and, and causing them problems. And it's no surprise that we've, we've ended up with five goals because we're causing problems all night. Absolutely.
1: Let's let's talk about substitutions again, Sai.
2: Yeah, uh, what a what a ridiculous situation where seven new players come on the pitch at the same time. Um, the the Sky lads were were living that, but yeah. Um, once again, it's um, it's the quality we're bringing off the bench, isn't it? It's uh, Isaac and, and Gordon in particular. You know, when I want to talk about. I mean, Will it came on, he did fine, but I didn't notice him as much as I did the, the first two lads. Isaac just adds another injection of energy into our game. We've already won this game by this point, by the way. You know, it, it's it's pretty much done. But like you say, he hasn't said right just see it out he said right now let's get some more minutes for these lads let's get some more goals let's kind of get that confidence up let's get Gordon on the pitch let's get him doing things let's get him involved he needs to learn a bit more about how we play he's used that opportunity to for 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 good rather than right let's see out the game Gordon go on run the clock down go and run the ball in the corner it was none of that no dark arts again this week it was just like right Isaac's on, now you've got to deal with that West Ham, right? Gordon's on, now you've got to deal with that West Ham. Emerson's on a yellow card, and he's got Gordon running at him now. And it's just, he was, he was giving him an absolute nightmare. Cutting inside, finding balls across the other side. Um, smartly, shifts to out onto the left because he's on a yellow card. Like, it was just, everything is technically... St- Perfect at the moment, and the in the substitutes summing up, and then Isaac taking that goal, which is another another hilarious howler from from West Ham. Flabianski, Flabianski I don't I don't know what he's playing at, um, but it drops, and again, just Isaac. I, I don't think as many strikers he score that. There's lots. There's lots that miss it. You know, it's it's still a difficult ball. It's in the air. He's got it. He's got to hit it accurately to get it in in the it's goal. The decision
1: making, isn't it? Yeah. He could he could try and take a touch. He could try and get it out from his feet. He could try and run it. He could try and find a pass. But the supreme confidence to to lob it from a standing start, yeah. It's just and then stand there with his arms yeah. by
3: his side, just watching it. Hilarious, <laughs> hilarious pose to strike. Just watching it go in. Now it was it was as you say. It's a that's a striker in full form, as you say. Um, a lot of players probably panic a little bit there and kind of don't really know what to do. Um, it was very similar to the the Spurs goal we got, obviously. Um, Earlier, earlier on in the season when Wilson kind of took took the shot on mm. and, and, and lobbed Luis, um, but yeah, it's it's great that we've got like a, a player in that form that's just willing to just make it simple and just stick it in the back of the net. And um, I think it was that goal, wasn't it? Where um, Gordon kept
1: the ball in yeah, play. Yeah, it was wasn't brilliant. It? it was a yeah. tackle, he, he tackle he made in the right back position. Yeah, I
3: mean that that was just class. I mean, again, like the the pace he's got is is like it still feels like we've not really. Um, Kind of mind the (laughs) kind of the the the, or reap the rewards from from what that that pace can do. I mean, he keeps the ball in kind of as you say, a tackling where um keeps the ball in and and manages to get it, I think, to Trippier and then Trippier plays the ball over the top. And that's a goal that doesn't come about from a player, as you say, that kind of comes on and's not really trying to go for anything. He he was like fully engaged, fully like pushing for for more in that. And by keeping a ball that was. Running into like thirty, well, forty yards from our goal, or It's not normally a position where you'd be thinking, like last last ditch kind of diving to keep the ball in play. But that's the desire from this team, and then mm. it obviously it leads to a goal. And it was just really, really satisfying that, that obviously the the two subs came on and, and had a massive impact in that. Um, and yeah, I, I think Gordon just quickly on on his overall play, he he just looks like. It, he's absolutely rapid. He looks like he's kind of building up a really good, um, kind of rapport with the team. Understands what we're trying to do. He's getting some really good positions, and um, it'll be really interesting to see if if uh, house starts giving him some starts soon because he's starting to look like a player ready to kind of offer a lot more. He's not getting kind of the minutes to um properly um, contribute at the minute, but uh, I think when he does, he's he's going to be a big big player, and uh, I can't wait to see more from him.
1: I really like your, your point there, Sai, about the, the attacking nature of those subs at 3-1. Yeah. It's almost like, it, for us anyway, maybe other teams have been doing this shit before, but it's almost like, for us, the correct move there is bring on that target, move da- Dan Byrne into centre-back and play a back five and see mm. out the game and, and like absorb the long balls and the set pieces. It It's it, it probably because we're used to how being this front foot manager isn't spoken about enough how remarkable that is to be like, 3-1, and now's the time to fucking twist the knife, mm. which we did. Um it, it is, it's like kind of exhilarating. It's also got to be massively problematic as an opposition player, manager or demoralising. <laughs> yeah, demoralising that's a better word than problematic. But same thing. Um to see like, oh we've dealt well, we've dealt with these lads very badly indeed. Now we've got to deal with these yeah. lads who, if anything, or arguably better, <laughs> yeah. these, better, these are the fast lads <laughs> yeah. coming on when I've been
3: running around for 60 minutes and the
1: pissing down rain when it's been stodgy and horrible. It's and like we've got Newcastle's playing. two record signers now coming on the pitch to deal with, <laughs> and the, the like the inform midfielder in the Premier League, Joe Willock. No wonder they conceded two more in comedic fashion again. And we're, we should have scored more.
2: We you know, we have haven't talked about at all Bruno Gamarish. And I thought he was in incredible again tonight. Uh, some of the some of the passes he was picking out, some of the the getting us out of trouble again. Like I say, early on, a little bit sloppy we were. But if the ball finds its way to Bruno, it it never ever goes to West Ham player unless he's trying to kill a ball. And he does try a couple, and occasionally they get intercepted. But some of his passing was obscene, and well, I'm pretty sure he puts still his in fifth. Yeah, it the was his assist one. For the yeah. fifth one. Yeah, well, well, I believe it like
1: well. It was his ball for.
2: Yeah, yeah, and he's just he's just yeah. involved in everything, and but he still. This whole thing about oh, well, I'd like to see him play further up the pitch. I, I don't. I'm. I, I do not think we do need to see um, um, Bruno further up the pitch if he can do that from where he is. I'm absolutely happy with that. If he can pull the strings from from the halfway line, and we've got the other lads firing, we don't need him uh, tw- twenty yards further up the pitch. We don't need a number six to unleash Bruno. He is the number six. He's fucking class at it. He's so good at breaking up the play. He follows his man. He was bullying Paquetta at one point. Mm. Him and Joe Linton just gave him nothing. Um, yes, Rice came through a couple of times, but I'd probably look at their, at Longstaff and Joe Litton for that one because that was their job just to keep him quiet. But Bruno on the ball, every time he's got it, he's just he's still a class above. Even when we're smashing teams 5-1, I think he stands out as, a, as just an exceptional, exceptional
3: footballer. And I just can't get enough of watching him. He's, he's the one player, isn't he, where you... I mean, even when kind of it was difficult to play and we saw Byrne kind of get himself in a couple of difficult situations, but you you always felt like as long as Bruno was kind of in the vicinity and was available for the pass, everything would be all right because the second they give him the ball. He picks the right pass every time. He always creates so much space. I mean, that's the thing. There's not many, well, we as a club anyway, have not seen too many midfielders that are able to get the ball under pressure, take two touches and then whip it out to Trippier or kind of, he always finds the right pass, and as you say, Sai, obviously, we, we saw a bit of his kind of, his more range passing today, that assist for Joe Linton was class, um, and it was just, I mean, it was perfectly into his, literally into his feet, the fact that Joe Linton, kind of as knackered as he was in the 90th minute, was able to just take mm. kind of two touches, and was was through, um, was, was a testament to the ball, and he's just an unbelievable player, and I, I mean, you, you saw him playing with kind of, all of his gusto, and his kind of confidence against Man U last week, and, He bossed and strutted around that pitch as if he was the kind of best player on the pitch. And again tonight, I think it was a similar performance. He just knows he's a level above his opposition at the minute. And it's funny enough, it's his best pal, Paquette, that was kind of asked to do the job on him and was man-marking him. He he bullied him tonight. He couldn't really get anywhere near him. And it kind of killed West Ham as well because he's obviously meant to be one of their kind of attacking outlets. Just Bruno just dominated it and... um, I, I would said it was interesting this was a midfield that we struggled with. It. St James's tonight, Bruno being the one difference in the teams, mm. just took took kind of any um, chance they had of getting a foothold into this game. Bruno just took took it away from them, and um, it was an unbelievable performance. And he's such a good player.
1: Quick one again from me on Alisson Maximin. Mean, he looked at Forest away. He looked. His not career looked done. I appreciate he went off injured, but but the whole or much of the away end. All of Twitter, everyone on my my WhatsApp was saying, "Get him off!" That he was so ineffective in that fixture. He's been absolutely class last two, absolutely brilliant against Man United and against East tonight. And it, it it finally, after how long's how been here, like eighteen months or so, it finally looks like he's giving how what he wants from a a defensive or a, or a pressing perspective uh, and and doing his job. And it's kind of uh, it's almost like having a new player. <laughs> Like it is, he, he's hardly played this season, and and he was brilliant tonight, and he and he got an assist. He was so lucky not to get a goal. Bring on Brentford! You know what I mean? Like it's it, there's so many options for how because we're, we're bigging up. Um, he won't drop Bruno, but he could drop ASM like he did ASM. He could he could bring in Gordon. He could bring Isaac back. He could bring Willock back against Brentford, and and you'd be as confident of beating them. Mm. So I just can't wait for that game. And uh, what a fantastic, fantastic night of being a Castle fan.
2: Yeah, Maximane just, yeah, you're right. Uh, we, we should talk about him. Um, he's fit. He's finally fit because mm-hmm. I think for, for months and months he's had these little 10-minute spells where he's looked all right and then faded out of games. He didn't fade out of this game until he was subbed off. He was he was effective and he was dangerous and he keeps going and he's running and he's doing the jobs that he's told whilst also still having that kind of Maximan aura bottom where anything can happen and he can beat a man, he can get his head down and go past his defender. He's almost he's almost too unselfish at times now it's like he's trying to demonstrate there's a couple of times he's he's laid balls off when he should probably just be taking the shot on or trying to get down and, and and get round the defender again but yeah it's 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 the absolute best um we've seen from him in a while but he looks fit as well that's what's more important it wasn't just an explosive 10 minutes it was Maximan doing it and doing it and doing it for the for the 60 or 70 minutes he played
3: yeah I mean he he has a massive chance that he lays lays off to Murphy and Murphy miss, misses the chance but yeah. he, he he was brilliant tonight I mean funny enough it seems we've coincided with his little trip to uh, Dubai so maybe we should send him off there a bit more often
1: (laughs) I think we'll call it there for this podcast loads more to say of course on this game join us on Patreon where the conversation continues for just £8 a month Mark Douglas joins Alan Woodward tomorrow night to talk about this fixture then we've got a full Brentford preview before getting into that fixture fully this weekend as the games come thick and fast What a night. Thanks to you both. Thanks to everyone who listened. You can do us a massive favour by rating this podcast if you listen on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. We'll be back with one of these Sunday morning where hopefully Newcastle can make it the perfect week. Come and join us then for that. Speak to you then. Bye bye.